0: Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. And Brad, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Addison? I'm doing all right. Having, uh, I can tell it's going to be a long week. But the weather's good. There's yeah. definitely positives out there. Uh The sunrise this morning was crazy. I don't know what yours looked like, but uh you can look at my Instagram, but in, in the fog this morning, the Ooh. sun looked like the forest was on fire behind it just because of how the sun was... It was cool. That's awesome. So yeah. I actually pulled over to take a picture. I was like, this is something you don't see often. So yeah. weather's good. Things are good. Um, but it's going to be a long week.
1: Yeah. As, so, you know, today's a good start on that. You yeah. Know, for... <laughs> we're, we'll be releasing this on a Tuesday, but Monday is today. You know when we're doing this, and uh, it's uh, it's been a long day.
0: Yeah, both yeah. of us have uh, put in some hours today, but uh, I'm glad we're doing this. I I Absolutely. wanted to make sure we got in and got a recording. This is a nice uh, nice break from the norm uh, when it comes to the day to day day to day work. But uh, did you get anything done this weekend? Sounds like you're working on your house a little bit, but anything moto wise? I'm sorry, man. It
1: was putting in a pellet stove, relining a chimney, taking the top off a chimney, putting it all back together. Hurdles and ridiculous obstacles along the way, but uh, we got a fire going in the house. And I know it's not motorcycle related, but the wife's happy, which means when she's happy, I can maybe get into some of these other projects. I guess finish that extera first would be a good one. But anyway, well, yes,
0: the weather's good, and uh, you know, if there's house chores to do, we did all of our cleared most of the leaves obviously the trees aren't quite done but uh, they're mostly done so we got all the leaf- yeah same thing a lot of housework to be done because yeah. the weather's good outside so you can get outside and kind of get oh. all that done oh yeah yeah it was awesome yeah, roofs and gutters and all the crap that needs to be cleaned and taken care of ended up playing a little bit with the uh, powder coating setup Ooh yes how'd that got go to uh, got to basically test it on a on a kickstand i didn't do anything major but got it all set up in the back of the truck compressor set up and man it's easy it's easy. That Eastwood setup is just set it uh, and forget it kind of a thing. Really? I preheated the part so it was warm and would remove any moisture any problems within it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, set it up on the rack I've got and plugged it in, set up the compressor, got, you know, got the negative the terminal on the on the part and just blew a little bit of powder onto it, put it in the oven, baked it for 20 minutes at 400, and the cake was ready. Wow. That's awesome. So pretty easy. Comes out real awesome. Real durable, real thick coating. Feel
1: good. Did you try to scratch it?
0: No, I didn't try to scratch it, but I definitely played with it and it was pretty solid. Okay. Well, yeah. Pretty solid setup. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm impressed. I mean, granted, paddock coating is easy, I find. It turns out it's pretty, uh, pretty simple job. Okay. You don't have to, there's not a lot of science in what you're doing other than getting to the right temperature and waiting. Sure. Right? Not overdoing it or not undercooking it, but getting it just right. It's about the only science involved. Otherwise, if you screw up, right, if you accidentally nick it or bump it or have some impurity in your powder, you can just blow the powder off and start over. Oh, really? There's no removal of material. Like if you screw up a paint job, right, you got to go back and acetone or whatever you got to use to remove it. Pretty simple. So it's pretty cool. Is this pre-bake? Is that what you mean?
1: As far as blow it off.
0: Say, so it would have been probably a little harder because I had the part preheated, mm-hmm. but it had some time to cool off before I actually started painting. I set up my system
1: right, but you said you would just blow it off if you got an nick or scratch. But that's assuming that you haven't done your free bake. Yes, sorry, that's if yeah. you're if
0: you're you know applying your powder and you accidentally bump it and knock off a section, or it's just inconsistent right. powder throughout, or whatever. Something's not going right. You just literally get the air hose, switch your Switch your fitting to a little air fitting and blow off all the all the powder and start over. That's it awesome. It only takes, you know, for these least, you know, I'm using a little part, one foot, basically a ruler, a round ruler, right? A little one foot kickstand. But uh, yeah, it takes seconds. That's awesome. You know, it's literally watching paint dry after that. You just put it in the oven and kind of watch it get glossy and then it hits its temp and it stays glossy and set the timer for 20 minutes and when it dings, you're done. Wow. It's pretty cool. So that was fun to get that going and now I've got all these uh parts I want to powder coat within the GL build, within that uh within the gladiator there. Okay. Things I've taken off and triple clamps and different things. I'm like, man, this should just be powder coated.
1: So what's the limitations for powder coat uh as far as materials are concerned? It has to be magnetic? Not necessarily. Okay, so what are the requirements?
0: Uh not much.
1: You can powder
0: coat anything. Powder coat glass if you want, you have to flock it. Plastic. So well, okay, I guess a temperature requirement is it has to be able to withstand 400 degrees. Well, there's sustained. some
1: thermoplastics, sure. sure. Okay, could you then any
0: plastic? I don't think so. I think it has to be...
1: It can be... It has well, I guess to it be... It not have
0: to be ferrous, because glass you can... Non-insulated.
1: Kind of that would probably be... Or it has to be conductive. It has to be able
0: to conduct, yeah. Okay. The charge at some point. It has to hold a negative charge to absorb or, or attract... The particles that right, pick the, up the ions and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Because as you, yeah, basically all it does is it's got a little tip on it that charges the air in front of the gun. You're putting a negative charge on the part and then it charges the air. So as the particles go through, they pick up those charges and then get absorbed onto the part more or less. Okay. Get attracted to the part. I can see that. Yeah, sure. So sure. that's about what it does. You end up with a lot of waste um, for my little part. I mean, granted, it was just a little test run, but. When I was cleaning off the gun, it was depressing. I was like, man, i lost more here than it took to do the job. Really? Just cleaning out the tubes. So it's one of those things that would be worth batching a handful of parts. Okay. Getting them all going, whether it means cooking. And you can't camera.
1: recoup any of that once
0: it's been... I think been... theoretically, in many cases, in a professional standpoint, you can. Okay. If you're in a clean room and, and it's all... You're not introducing pure. other impurities. Yeah. Sure, and it's all pure, you can recoup that, but for what I'm doing outside... No. Once it's on the ground, it's done. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, goes with the wind at that point. So, uh, but it's easy, fun. I mean, yeah, I'm excited to have that. So I imagine there'll be a handful of parts we'll see that come out, powder coated, as well as tools. And between the polisher and the powder coater, I can refinish everything in the garage. Okay. Yeah, it'll either be shiny or black. Shiny black? Yeah. It's not
1: matte,
0: right? It could be. So, the color options are actually not too bad for powder coating. But with what you have currently. What I currently have is just, yeah,
1: gloss gloss black. Gloss. Jet
0: jet black is the official color, but. Okay. I haven't bought anything beyond the starter kit.
1: How glassy did it come out? Not glossy, glassy. I mean, how
0: smooth and. After it cooled, it looks like, I don't know, it looks like a bike frame. It doesn't look good. Once it initially came out, it comes off pretty glassy, very shiny, pretty smooth. Uh, it stayed pretty smooth, but the shine, obviously, as it cooled, the shine went to something more acceptable. I didn't okay. want something quite that high gloss. Right. So it, right. it leveled out to something that I like. So I'm okay with that initial base color, simple color. Mm-hmm. You know, for kickstand, that's all you need so oh, that's that what it was okay yeah it was a yeah. kickstand for the
1: jt1 that's it's good powder coating on that should last a lot longer It'll look nice for a long yep. time may not be a factory but i think in a lot of ways building something like that to last even longer before it has to go through and and be restored again is worth it really
0: yep okay sweet yep, so that's the that's the plan there but yeah there'll be a number of parts different different things i fabricate and Add that now. If I want a durable finish on them, powder coat.
1: Or if I know if I need a durable finish, anything.
0: That's right. You know who to, uh, who to call. <laughs> Ghostbusters. But, uh, yeah, it, that was fun. Got that done. Otherwise, a lot of family stuff. You oh, know, it's Halloween last week, so it was a lot of rounding off after that. Okay, kind of calming down and keeping the kids off of the sugar high as much as possible. So, do you try to hide the sugar? No. You just give it to them, yeah. and when it's gone, it's gone. Yep. Wow. One big hit in five days, done. It's all gone. So are you almost out? We're pretty close, yeah. Really? River went through it in a couple of
1: days. And then he they're not allowed to eat each other's candy? No. Nope. Nope. So do you stops. have one that holds on to the candy and isn't eating it near as no. much as the others? Nope. They're all greedy pigs. Oh, sweet. Yep. There's no restraint. My parents tried to hide it, and I was always big enough to be able to climb up on the shelves and find out. Wherever they hid it in the drawers didn't matter. So, I like it. It's gone.
0: Yep. Once it's gone, it's gone. We're not buying more. So on and so forth. Right, right. Yeah. You know, a little bit of dad tax in there. Yeah? Grab the ones I want. Trick the kids into thinking they don't like them. So, what is this? Ah, uh, the 100 grand. Kids don't know what that is. It's kind of it's old different. school wrapper. Yeah. Doesn't look as fancy and shiny as some of the newer stuff. So, kids don't know that it's that good.
1: Okay. Things like that. They didn't even try it. Nope. Oh wow. Okay. Scott
0: doesn't like caramel, so I can trick her out of most of the good stuff. <laughs> she doesn't like caramel. That's no. interesting. She Too like sticky the consistency of caramel. I don't no. know. Yeah. She doesn't like it, so it works out. Okay. Anyway, not Halloween. Halloween is not the topic of oh, the week. Sorry. But as we discussed last week, and kind of alluded to this week, something happened last Tuesday, where we didn't just hear a little bit more about the new Indian engine. But we learned that it's a whole bike, the Challenger. Indian is coming out with the Challenger. Yeah, yeah. And I got to assume that the Challenger means they're challenging Harley, right? I don't, you know, maybe, maybe. I, you know, I know that
1: it would be interesting to do a side by side comparison. Maybe
0: I, I think that's what we're gonna do. Oh, okay. yeah, we'll look at a couple other bikes in the market, but uh, nonetheless, coming,
1: at least you know, let's, let's see.
0: I don't know. Nonetheless, the the, the biggest thing I see is it looks, I don't know. I, I've been told I'm wrong, and I appreciate any comments that, that come out. If you've got a comment, please uh, let us know on Facebook or hunt us down on Instagram or wherever. We'll post this on Instagram as well, a reminder of the, this podcast. But I think it looks a lot like the Road Glide. I think it looks incredibly similar. Okay. I don't think there's a big difference. I, you know, to me, first initial thoughts on the bike, on the Challenger, mm-hmm. is it is a road glide, but because I've done a little bit of research, I knew that the engine is a bit more modern. Sure. It's a road glide with a slightly different power plant. hmm. But that's kind of what I see in it. I don't see a lot of differences. I don't know. What were your f- initial thoughts when you saw it? I don't know. You know, after...
1: Okay, maybe I'm a little biased because I rode the Scout, and I know that you didn't get on that one of the bikes that we uh, took for a test ride when I've we went never to Indian. i one of those. I think that you would, and you would I relatively would. enjoy it. But I actually, them. so I, I get on that bike, and I'm going, this is actually fun. Now, as a cruiser my exact ride? Probably not, but that one had some excitement to it, a little higher revving, good power to it, uh, felt really good on the road. I know we just did a short tour. But, uh, really enjoyed it. So then I look at this one and I see some of the same characteristics that they had on the other one. It has this, this different frame. It looks different. You, it's not like you're looking at another, uh, bagger, cruiser, or, or touring bike, depending on, you know, what you want to compare it to. But, uh, you know, it, it, it seems interesting. It seems exciting. Now, you know, it's a bigger bike, bigger displacement. You, you get 22 more horsepower in comparison to the Scout, right? And then definitely you get about 50 or more uh, foot-pounds of torque. So it's going to be a different monster altogether, but it's still high revving.
0: Sure. So I'm looking at how the thrill of riding it, sorry, so, when I mean, I'm looking at this bike. You're talking about right like now it. the Power Plus, right? You're talking about the engine. Yes. Right? We're, we're ignoring what that means on the ground, but you're giving out those numbers. So the Power Plus, it's a water-cooled... Uh, 108 cubic inch engine. Sure. Right? And yeah, it puts out 122 horse at 5,500 RPM, which is relatively high, especially for a cruiser. And then 128 pound-feet of torque at uh, 3,800 RPM. So, And it it does max out, to your point, at 6,500 RPM. Right. uh, That's where it redlines, which is, again, not a ton. If If you're a sport bike rider, that's not very high. Right. But for a cruiser, for a bagger... That's pretty darn high, yeah, for something that's supposed to be a lot of grunt down low. That's high, but similarly, I mean, 3,800 RPM when at your peak torque isn't necessarily that low. So it may not hit quite as hard as a lot of the baggers and cruisers were used to. A lot of those come in at like 2,800. You've already started flat getting flat. Mm-hmm. This one creeps up a little bit more because it runs out a little bit more. So. It would be a debatable experience. Yeah, and I mean, just looking at it in comparison, I know that I'm going
1: back to the Scout. But that one has the 72 foot-pounds of torque, but it's at 6,000 RPM. So that's quite a bit different as as far as the RPMs are going. And we're not talking the gear ratios and everything else and how that plays into aspect. You know, none of that's being taken into account here. But it felt really good. Now, did I have a passenger on board? Was I fully loaded up? No. So... Maybe it needs it a little bit lower, and that's why they've got it. But to your point, it's different than, let's say, are you comparing it to a Harley?
0: A Harley or even a Metric Cruiser. Okay. Right. We start looking at, one of the big ones that comes in is the, the Cowie. Sure. Vulcan Vaquero. That thing is basically the, the Metric bagger, right? That's in the market, but it yeah. doesn't sell. Well, it doesn't have a cool name like Challenger. I don't know if that that's that bad. The Vulcan isn't a bad name. The Vaquero for the Bagger version—it's not bad. What? It's not a terrible. It's not name. easily
1: recognizable for a U.S. person. Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure that it has, and I'm not dissing anybody that has one. It just doesn't have. But if have you a look name. at,
0: if you look at the Road Glide, if you look at the the Vulcan, you end up with a pretty similar power plant on paper. Okay. It's not too different. The Vulcan's water cooled, similar to the Indian. Okay. Depending on which Harley you get, they're still doing air cooled. If you're in a similar Cubic inch. If you're at the 107, mm-hmm. the Milwaukee 8 107, then you're at, you know, uh, air cool engine. But it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't
1: have the legacy name brand of a Harley or an Indian. Well, as far so the, as the US road glide heritage does, is right? concerning,
0: Road Glide's a Harley. Yeah, I'm the I'm just saying doesn't.
1: The Vaquero, yes. And it
0: doesn't sell well. And right. Why and that's why, that? why I'm
1: saying that it may be because it doesn't have the heritage of yep. being a hardcore biker crowd. Cruising down the road, whatever that may be, kind of a personage to it.
0: So, I mean, I guess to start, we'll nerd out a little bit. Ooh! If we look at the Harley, okay. the comparable engine size is the 107. And you're looking there, they don't give you horsepower numbers, which is always some... When you don't give me a number, I immediately think the worst. Okay, so, I, so 12. Good, better, or indifferent, I got to <laughs> assume it's well under 100. Okay. Or they'd tell us. Because the torque is 111
1: pound-feet of torque. Right. So, not even getting to... It's not that far off, but it's not our Power Plus engine plant.
0: It's definitely not the same. I mean, you're, yeah, well under 10 pound-feet different. Uh, The compression ratio, which is a big reason probably for this, because it's an air-cooled engine, they can't or they don't get it above 10 to 1 compression. Sure. But if you look at the new power plus that indian's making they're at 11 to 1 so it's definitely a higher compression yeah engine it, it hits a little harder has less losses you know it's it's definitely a more efficient engine when it comes to making power mm-hmm. um but you can also get the road glide special which then comes with 114 cubic inch harley milwaukee engine right and then you're a little more comparable you're at 123 mm-hmm. comfy to torque uh, and you're at ten point five to one compression so it's it's a similar engine you're now in a similar game but you have to buy a certain bike but you're now at the premium road glide right right we're on the challenger you can buy the base so that's what I think is super interesting yeah the base challenger now if we talk money it's twenty two hundred twenty one nine ninety nine yeah you're talking twenty two hundred dollars or sorry twenty two thousand dollars <laughs> if only two hundred I'd buy it in a day yeah but twenty uh, two thousand dollars For that power plant and just the standard options. But to have a similar power plant with Harley, you already have to jump up to that 27.2. You end up at 27.3, basically. Mm -hmm. $27,300 for that same power plant. So to get the same hit, the same power, the same torque, you have to start at 27.3. But that comes almost fully optioned. That road glide special ends up coming out the door. You've got a good color options. You've got all the bells and whistles when it comes to suspension brakes, uh, display speakers, right? All the stuff that you want in your bagger, mm-hmm. you've got. So if you look at the Indian when you kinda option it out to that or get the dark horse or the the limited, those are kind of their right. two additional ones that come all optioned out, you're at twenty eight. Right. So they're very similar. Once you want to get to the full option Harley, you're talking more 30, but they're in a similar game. So if you're looking for a basic bagger, you can save with more power for the price of the basic Harley, Mm -hmm. you end up with 15, more than that, 17 pound feet of torque.
1: Yeah. It depends on how you want it. And I'm
0: assuming a good 20 horsepower more. Yeah. Because they don't post it, which tells me it's got to be under 100 or you'd brag about it.
1: Right, right. Right. Just like on the Scout, that was their bragging point. Hundred horsepower. It was a big deal when it came out. A lot Breaking hundred
0: horsepower means you're in a different level of bike. Yeah. Whether that's sport bike, naked bike, yeah, off road bike, it doesn't matter. Once you break a hundred, you're in a bike that you need to that the general rider needs to understand that they know how to ride. Mm-hmm. You generally don't want to throw a new rider on a hundred horsepower bike. Sure. No matter how heavy it is. Now that's the other part of this I looked up is both of these bikes are dogs. You're talking wet, ready to go. The Indian's at 831 pounds. Okay. But the Harley is at 853, so you're a little heavier on the Harley. Yeah. But neither either way, these it's are both it's the big, heavy dogs. <laughs> I mean, these are big bikes. Yeah. These are not little, lightweight, nimble cruisers. And both of them have the same lean angle. 31 degrees. I was just going to ask you about that because I know the Scout also has 31 degrees. Now, I will tell you the Harley on the left will go 32 degrees. Oh. Because the shift it, shift pegs higher, the brake lever's lower. Whatever reason, you can actually lean harder left and right by one degree than the Indian. So, Indian's touting that it's a hard leaning, rather, they have their lean technology. Yeah, I was just going to bring that keep up. You yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I don't see a big difference. At face value on these. What do you think? I don't know. I think
1: that uh, I, th- I have to say that I think that Indians a little bit more forward thinking in this, and I know that a lot of people are going to really like the air cooled. Right? The the Harley is air cooled. Yep. Still, at some point they're going to have the one hundred and seven. To... The one
0: hundred and fourteen is then water cooled or liquid
1: cooled. Okay. Not li- okay. so technically water, but is it oil cooled? Is that? No, well, it's oil gonna...
0: and coolant cooled. Oh, okay. The one hundred and fourteen is a uh, liquid cooled engine.
1: Sure. Sure. So it's, uh, I think that they're off to something and I am not sure, you know, you start looking into this. I don't know if Harley has any of these other technologies as far as, uh, I can't remember all of the different names for the things, but the Indian actually has recognition of when you start, if you start, uh, you shift down and the rear tire starts to skid, it actually adjusts the torque such that you're, Uh, Not going to be sliding on your rear tire. It has the lean angles. It has multiple different sensors um, throughout the bike to be able to tell whether you're leaning, accelerating, stopping. So it's, you know, if you like that kind of technology, if you like that it's thinking about that, it's not going to let you roll into it too hard if you're in a corner. There's a lot going on
0: there. Does the Harley have that? So the Harley, as far as I understand, it's got adjustable suspension. They both have Brembo brakes, Mm -hmm. they both have modern front suspension. They're. The bikes are set up correctly, but I don't think the technology is there on the Harley. It doesn't have the same ride modes. doesn't have the same uh, selectable power output. So, with the Indian, you can kind of adjust your ride modes. Mm -hmm. You can tune your bike via the display, at least on the higher end. I don't think you don't get that the same on the base model. You don't get navigation. You don't get all the bells and whistles on that base model. But if you jump into one of those $27,000 models, Sure, you end up with all those bells and whistles. And you do have much better technology. So if you're talking, you know, younger riders that want a bagger, that want to be in that Harley world, mm-hmm. if you want the technology and the modern advancements beyond just simple ABS and traction control, Indian definitely has the leg up.
1: Yeah, Fox rear shocks as well. You didn't mention that. As
0: Fox rear shocks. I don't remember what Harley uses, but they have an adjustable rear shock. It's very similar. Sure. Same brakes. I mean, they're, they're very... They're very similar option. I just think that for the money that you're getting, a lot more. As far as the
1: technology is concerned, as far as heritage in the bike, and if you want just if you want what Harley has done for years, and that you understand you like the sound because that plays into it when you start switching between uh, an air cooled to a liquid cooled bike. All of these things come into account. Into account. I mean, if you want what Harley's always done, then that's the way to go. If you're looking to also consider having some of this additional technology, the Bosch sensors for uh, understanding multi-axis and other things and how the bike's cornering and limiting how you ABS brake in a corner and such, then then I really think that the Indian has the leg up in that account and that they're trying to actually come up with something. They're not afraid to post their horsepower numbers. They're going to be putting out what they have for a torque, and it's – Right there with the Harley that you have to buy the big one. So, uh, you know, I really want to get on one, but, uh, as far as performance is concerned, um, I think that, uh, I think really Indians, Indians got it. So the question I've got is, is it going to sell? Yeah. You think it will? I think it's going to sell. I think that they've done a lot of good things that have led up to this. If they'd started with this, no. I think it would have had a hard time because they just threw this in there in their lineup. And if you look online, they still have their other bikes. They haven't removed Mm -hmm. them from their catalogs. And I foresee that eventually happening as this picks up, right? So what are people looking
0: for when they buy a bagger? Reliability. Are they? Why not? You're going to be going on road trips, right? Yeah, but the bagger is a different kind of road trip. It is a road trip with attitude. You don't, if you just want a road trip, you're going to buy a PC 800. No, no. With the attitude, I agree, yes. But um, I think that that's one thing. I mean, what you tell me then? I think there's something to be said. I think people buy a bagger to get into the Harley world. I think people want to participate in what Harley is doing. And not Harley, let me clarify. I don't think Harley is selling their baggers i think no. the harley riders that have older bikes and have restored bikes and have built custom bikes and so on and so forth with the last 50 years of history of i would this, argue
1: though that it's harley or indian nobody's putting down somebody on an indian
0: no but nobody's welcoming them with open arms except for indian
1: no i don't know if that's really indian the case is doing a great you come job. in
0: you come in with a
1: with, to ride with a bunch of guys on harleys if you show up on your Kawasaki, you're the laughing stock. If you show up on a Victory, you're the laughing stock. If you show up on an Indian, it's not the same. What's the difference between a Victory and an Indian, my friend? The name. The heritage. It's all in that, and you know about name branding and how powerful it is. Victory had baggers, and the Victory riders love to stick together, but they are not welcomed. Yeah, I, it's not the same for, for Indian and Harley. It's not quite the same. Even if a Harley guy would say, "I think there's just as much beef." I think think Indian.
0: Where are you basing this off? As a manufacturer, Indian has done a much better job to push their own brand, to show up for things, to sponsor different events, whether it's a show, a race, whatever it is. Indian has done a great job of making sure they're in the front and center. But if you're going to show up with an Indian, you're hanging out with Indian the manufacturer and everyone else that showed up with an Indian.
1: No, I think that you're wrong. I, th- I have not heard anybody coming out and, and just completely blatantly dissing somebody on an Indian. Now, was Indian not quite there for a long period of time? Yeah. It needed to be rebooted. And I think that Polaris, as a corporation, has done a great job of getting into the market that they needed. They needed a name brand. And what they had wasn't working. They weren't able to sell it. So they had to get into something that had meaning, that meant something to the populace. And that's where they got into the Indians. And I think that they're running with it. Now, we're just going to have to see. Hopefully somebody chimes in and tells us that uh, absolutely wrong. Maybe they have some uh, good reports on what's actually happening out there. But we're not in that crowd, I guess, is part of the
0: problem. That's my that's my argument is, is- – the groups we ride with don't care. You can show up in a Harley, a Honda, a Chinese motorcycle, and you're still invited to ride. Right? No one's going to leave you. No one's going to ditch you. No one's going to laugh at you. Yeah. We're Both all of to the... have a good time. I hear you.
1: I hear but, you. I mean, how how well is the uh, Harley, the, the liquid cooled Harley selling?
0: I think so. In different markets, it depends. I don't think their sport bike is selling, right? Their FXR 1400 or whatever it is or 114. Okay. I'm talking about a direct comparison. But their direct comparison owns the market. Currently, granted they're you know, one of very few, but the Road Glide, the Electra Glide, all of these frame-mounted bag or frame-mounted fairing baggers that Harley makes are the bagger and touring market
1: and are they all liquid cooled that's what i'm getting they
0: at. are not how well
1: is the liquid cooled version because i could tell you this that most harley riders would have shunned at the sight and of the thought of having a liquid cooled bike it is completely against everything in their bones to get on one sure how well is it selling how well is it received in itself so, is it is it a name brand problem when we're talking Indian now? Are you versus me, Harley, or is it that it's liquid cool? Then it shows up.
0: Are you telling me that those same people that shun a liquid cooled Harley are going to jump on board with a liquid cooled Indian? No, I'm saying that it's going to have their own problem. It's the same problem
1: across the board. I think it's less of a name problem, but of how it's built and what
0: it is. So the, what the question its is, is, right? Are they going to create a new market, or are they going to somehow pull that market over from Harley? There, as emission standards are changing. People,
1: the, each of these manufacturers are being forced to consider and to integrate liquid cooling into their current offerings. Sure. That's where we are right now. Sure. It's where the, the market is going to have to catch up with it. At some point, it will be in all of them. Sure. Or the used market will take over and we'll just be selling used Harleys and buying used Harleys for the next 60 years.
0: I don't know. I like it. Let me let me clarify. We're getting deep into the weeds here, but I I like the Challenger. Okay. I'm not a bagger guy. I probably won't buy one because I have no interest in that kind of bike in my life. Yeah. That doesn't corner. I, when I go out on the weekend or when I commute to work or whatever it is, if I can only have a couple of bikes, probably not. If I've got my five bikes, I don't that that would probably fit. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. We'll throw in a soundbite. Um, Fluid Films has some couple of good videos for the intro. Okay. I think I'll be able to grab some sound bites if not from them from from Indian where I can throw it in so we can throw in a sound bite of the engine. Yeah. But it sounds good. It's not quite a Harley sound. It isn't. It isn't. It's different, but it does have some throat to it. Now the question is, does it sound better than a Metric Cruiser? Is it better than a one of the big? Is it better than a Fury? Honda Fury or a State Line? Is it better than the Kawasaki Vulcan?
1: And can you change the exhaust? Nobody ever changes the exhaust on motorcycles. Understood.
0: But what I'm saying is, no matter how much you change the exhaust, you know it's a Harley when it comes by. Sure. No matter
1: what well, exhaust has, pipes you have on the back. It has a defect, but that's beside the point. And Understood. that's what leads to its Harley sound. But
0: people like that. Myself, I like that.
1: I understand. I get it, man. I get it. I turn my head and I look whenever I hear one coming by. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know how people are going to perceive that. Also, I really like the look of the bike, and I want to try it out. I can't say that I would buy it either, right? That's not what I want. My dad was super excited about it and was telling me that he asked me had I seen it already, right? And I'm chuckling inside as we've been scheming about this uh, podcast. But um, he, he was he's excited about it. He wanted to jump on one. I tried inviting him over to test ride one, and he just wanted to buy it. And then his senses came around, and he's not quite there yet, but... uh for me, the thing that kind of turns me off has to be the front fairing. For whatever reason, it bothers me.
0: Really? It does. So, one of my my two highlights on the bike are the power plant is different and unique for a bagger. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And two, I like the front headlight.
1: I It's from, from the side in- profile. From the front profile, I like it. They've turned it into a little bit of a smiley face, right? If you want to look at it. I don't know that I'd
0: go that far, but
1: It's going. kind of what it is, right? That's just the shape that it has is some, yes, yes.
0: If looks can kill. Uh, keep going.
1: Okay, and so from the side profile, it's a pointing up. It just doesn't match the lines of what they're trying. I don't like how the there's not flow in the aesthetic lines carrying over from the lights. It bothers me. It doesn't flow. It does with the rest of the 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 styling
0: cues so do you appreciate the vaquero or the road glide or any other frame mounted fairing bagger i just don't like fairings in general maybe Uh, so that's my question but no
1: no okay so some of those i actually like but a lot of them are going to a single light or a single two round lights or something like that but from the side profile they're very simple and they can flow with the rest of the bike that's fair
0: i mean the you Harley put a
1: tr- is- you put a chrome trim ring around it and it you can line that up with forks or something else on the bike to give it some symmetry to give it some flow to make it mesh with the rest of the body lines the way that indian has set up the front fairing on these challengers doesn't quite do that is it horrible no but it's something that catches me it draws my attention to it and it's not what I want to draw my attention to. I want to draw my attention to that motor because it's just a little bit different. They try you know it's just different. Or I want to draw my attention to somewhere else. And having a bike that has hardly any chrome on it. Now some of these you can get optioned with more. So everything except the dark horse is all chrome. I okay. I'm just saying that it's just it's just different. It's just different because the frame's different. You're not seeing the tubes. You're seeing you're yep, seeing... Aluminum chassis. Right. It's all, and they don't really tout that, which I thought was surprising. I mean, it's I'm sure there. they have it. it
0: it's, it's in
1: there. It's in there, but it's something that they really touted on the Scout. And I think that it's a detail... that
0: gives you that 20 pounds less weight.
1: It's the detail <laughs> that they are omitting that I don't think they want to draw attention to because it forces you to see how they've integrated the radiator and other things because it looks different. It changes the aesthetics of the bike. Not bad... The way that they've done it is actually pretty clean, but that fairing still just for whatever reason, I want to see a different variation of it. I'm looking forward to <laughs> seeing how somebody customizes that because I think that's the next thing that, even though I know it's new for them, it will end up uh, changing.
0: Uh, truth be told, as the fairings go, I like that it was one large integrated LED array of lights instead of two LED. Lights, I agree. I like the, the light lights. I like the lights.
1: I like I like the lights. It's just the huh. trimming All and right. how they how they laid it out. From the front, it gives it an aggressive look. It tries to make it look like it's pointing down, but in the process, from the side profile, you have everything else is kind of building up, and then you have this pointing. It just doesn't flow.
0: That's fair. It doesn't now, flow. Now, as someone who currently rides a bike with a fairing, I still agree with you that I am not the biggest fan of fairings. Yeah, I think the large dash and all the controls, and it, it just they're functional, man. But it's they're too much. super, super functional, it's
1: and too much. And, and when you are riding it on the inside it probably doesn't matter too much and it looks probably pretty nice they got their infotainment center they got the speakers if you option all that up it probably is very appealing no, and all fine. right
0: and if you're going cross country then it's great oh yeah wind breaks get that be able to listen to some tunes man oh yeah but yeah day to day riding i just I, I can't i can't get behind it it's too much It's unnecessary it It removes a bit of that visceral feel. I'm
1: I'm looking forward to, this is what I'm really looking forward to, is I want to see Indian do what they did with the Scout. And I want to see them open this up to all of their shops across the United States and other countries to do custom builds. I want to see what they do with this because I think that's something that they did that really brought a lot of attention and really pushed them into having a bobber as a standard offering altogether for the Scout. So what's going to come of this? I want to see this one kind of cleaned up a little bit, lighten it up. Not And maybe you can bring put the bags off and on and be able to change that up. That'd be great. But I want to see what they do. I think we're going to see something cool come out of this. Indian's on the right track,
0: and I'm looking forward to going out and test riding it. I think that's fair. And, and I'm sure Indian will be coming out with their own customs. I mean, they did with the Scout, the FTR. Oh but they li- they opened it up though for the public for their yeah. for their shops to do it. They did dis-
1: they did builds, they released it and they had people vote on them. I I was part of that. I don't know did you not do any of this? Oh, I didn't see this with the yeah. scout. Yeah, you could oh, do no. this and you could actually be a part of choosing the the winners of these competitions it was cool it brought people in and got people excited people care about the custom world and making changes and then you come out with a motorcycle that's slightly different and they take a different take on it and they're going to take some risk and they pull it off i don't know what their sales numbers are but it seems like they're doing pretty good they're holding their value in the used market the scouts are at least so i'm looking forward to seeing what this does and looking i want i'm curious what uh, they're going to pull off their lineup what's going to go why would anything go?
0: I'm. I
1: just. I'm just. Waiting. You think the
0: chieftain's next to run? No, I don't. I don't think this will replace those bikes. No, but I they. No, but they are
1: going to do the challenger chieftain. They're going to do the challenger dark horse. They're going to do something. What lineup? What are they going to get rid of? They're going to integrate it into this one design. It's easier for them and cheaper for them to have one base power plant or power plant. Um, um, family, if you will, between the Scout, the Challenger. I see something else in the near future that's going to blow our minds. It's going to be even higher than this. I'm just, just watching how this is playing out because this isn't even their elite bike, man. We're not talking elite of elite or uh, yeah. an Indian, right? So what is coming next? Because they're not just stopping here. They've done it at one. They've done the FTR. They've the, you the, You see how they're stepping up with each of these power plants? What's next? I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited.
0: We'll see. I think nothing.
1: You think nothing? No, nope. they're not going to have anything after this. Nope, they're done. They're done.
0: I think this will be the the nail in the coffin. And then they're out. Yep. No more Indian. No more Indian. Okay. I think the challenger is going to challenge them more than they can handle. Could be. Could be. But I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I see. I, Ind- I, I do I want to see India's- what are, what are people going to buy, and that's what I don't know. I see Indian bypassing Harley. As a manufacturer, but I don't know that this is the bike for it.
1: This isn't going to convert a hardcore Harley rider over to it. I don't think it's Indian. going to
0: bring any new bagger riders. No.
1: Anybody that's hardcore Harley is not going to. But if you're in the market and you're considering it and you're not too uh, caught up on having to have a Harley or you really want a Harley, but yeah, an Indian, man, that's been around for a long time too. I, remember, I can remember relatives that had an Indian or a friend that had an Indian back in the day that would be pretty sweet oh look at this oh it's got all this technology oh man this is awesome yeah i'm gonna get on that sorry my internal monologue yeah i was concerned where you went for a minute i'm just saying i'm just saying i think that it's good it's there man
0: that's just fair so where's the future of uh, of the rest of these air cooled engines do you think this is the beginning of the end of the air cooled? It's already started. No, I realized that it started a long time ago. So I guess beginning of the end is the wrong phrase. Is this the last? I mean, this is for Indian. I, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to do another air cooled engine. I think this is the theme and they will not replace anything that currently exists with anything else air cooled. Yeah. The scout has done well. I would wager it is one of their highest sellers. It has converted both Sportster driver, Sportster riders, as well as new riders into Indian Scout fans. I mm-hmm. will say it's comedic to me that the vast majority of the ads are always female riders.
1: Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, I have no I issues with the
0: female riders. I just it almost makes me feel like they're trying to tell us I that it's a buy girl's it. bike. Yeah, and Which that, that happens with the Sportster right though. That has the
1: same mentality for well, Sportsters, that's fair. right? That's not the right mentality
0: for me to have, and I understand that there's a flaw in my own thinking, that what's what's the difference? Why does it matter? Mm -hmm. But it is an interesting marketing thing I have noticed a lot more as time goes on, because for me, Scout is the budget bike, right? Boy, girl, or whatever, the Scout is the bike that's under $15,000,
1: right? Yeah, but it's also a different bike in general. It's not just, oh, I'm going to go with their cheap,
0: it's just... Am I gonna be do I need a big one? Do I need the bagger? The the big touring bike? No. I don't need that. But it's also, you know, it's their base bike. I mean that doesn't get any cheaper for Indian. No. Scout sixty. Understood, but it's still a scout. I know. Right? It's not you know, Harley's now got their little five hundred and their seven fifties that they can sell as the cheap market new coming rider bikes. I don't think they're doing very well, but they have it. Ooh, do you think that the Challenger
1: Was intended to be derated like the Scout 60 was to the Scout. Do you foresee them doing that?
0: The Challenger is the Scout 60?
1: No, no. So you have the Scout and then you have the Scout 60, which is, and the Scout 60 is derated. Sure. From the Scout. Is the Challenger limited versus the baseline Challenger? at some point going to have some sort of a deviate or difference there, similar to the variation that you um, brought up for your comparison to Harley.
0: Well, now, Harley it's two different engines. I Yeah, and I
1: get that. But at one point, was that the intent? And then they decided to, you know, I'm just speculating. No, I don't know. I'm just speculating. It's just interesting that they did this with the Scout, and now they have these bikes for the Challenger. Anyway, I'm just curious. We'll see.
0: I think it's similar to right what uh what Triumph has done right when they went water cooled they were able to eke a little bit more the eke the same reliability out of a little bit larger cc engine mm-hmm. so why not release a 900 again as their base model low cost bike that a lot of people similar to the Scout 60 say the conversation you just had with yourself over there you know of, of <laughs> why do I need more yeah right you look at a lot of I mean, I was, I follow a handful of the Triumph dealers around still. And yeah, they have people come in that trade in their big bike so they can go back to a 900 Street Twin Mm -hmm. because they don't need more. They don't want more. They don't do big trips. They just commute to work and they want the nimble, quick, lightweight bike. They don't want a big bike. So there, you know, that is a market, right? That's not necessarily a starter bike or a, I can't get a bigger bike or whatever the problem might be. There is a market that says, I want. Something between six and nine hundred. I don't want a twelve hundred cc bike, a nineteen hundred cc bike, right? Mm-hmm. So well, it's...
1: I'm interested, you know, and it depends on how you balance it, how heavy it actually feels when you're riding it, right? All of this comes into play, and that's one thing that I don't think we've really seen that that I kind of liked on the Scout. So I, I don't know, but I see what you're saying. I mean, people issue. do that, and they they move around. Based on their comfort zone, what kind of riding you're going to do, if you're going to be in town a lot, you don't want a heavy bike every time you're just going to go to the, go to the, go downtown to the pub or somewhere and have coffee with the group of guys. And
0: maybe you do. I mean, stoplight to stoplight, stop sign to, to 20. These big bikes are fun. They've got a lot of low end punch. And so there's something to be said about just cracking the throttle on a large CC cruiser. Yeah. It's really fun and cool. Yeah. And loud and brings attention, and you're that guy, right? Yeah. Whether you want to be or not, you're that guy. And the issue I see mainly when I started looking at it is I I agree. Indian does a great job of marketing, and Indian, as they should be, are their best cheerleader, right? Harley lets their own people convince their own customers, convince other customers into buying. Harley does a great job of facilitating a community mm-hmm. within its dealership so that the community brings more into the community. Sure. Now, the age of that community is causing problems for Harley. But Indian is their best, their own best cheerleader. When it comes to these events, they show up. They do crazy stuff.
1: They're going all they in, man. And it, it and it costs them money. It costs. It costs them a lot of
0: money. And the issue I see is the ads, the initial, from Tuesday to Saturday, that's a little too long, but the first few days of me looking at the new Power Plus information and the new Challenger information got me really excited. This was just going to storm the market. But the more I looked into the details and looked into what it had and started looking at the, the actual facts and specifications, I just don't think it's different enough. I think 31 degree lean angle, you can tell me it's the most powerful engine, but when I hit a corner, I still can't go faster than anything else that can lean that hard because I'm going to scrape and go down.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that
0: that's the market you're going into. But that is the market that the initial sales ads and the conversation I saw on their initial release documentation was definitely trying to push was this is the corner carving, much more fun, much sportier version. This is the sport touring version of a bagger.
1: What was uh what is the uh lean angle on other on the other Indian, sorry. Do you know? I don't have the specs. We're in a room on the Chieftain and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know offhand.
0: And it could be more than those. But I can tell you that the 114 FXR or whatever it is, the, the Harley, more sporty version, right? The Night Rod replacement, mm-hmm. is leans harder than that. I can tell you, obviously, you know, the Indian um, FTR leans harder than that. They've got they've got bikes that can. I'm not saying that Indian can't do it. I'm just saying that from what I saw and what I initially read in ads and just those brief, you know, 30-second advertisements, those brief 30-second hype moments that Indian was throwing all over when they first released it, granted, I was looking for these cuz I knew we were going to talk about it. Yeah. I had a very different impression than what I got when I read the numbers and went, "Oh, it's exactly the same as a Road Glide." That's not confidence inspiring if you're carving corners or canyon carving on the weekend.
1: But you're looking for a certain customer. I understand. Yeah.
0: Now, agreed. I'm not. And when you have it loaded
1: two up, and you have it weighted down, and maybe weight's not quite right, do you really want to be leaning more than thirty one? I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I'm not going to complain about it. No, it's probably is it the same as me getting on my KLR or getting on a you know ninja zx6r no it's not it's not it's not the same bike though it's not the same ride not the same intent it's not the same tool
0: well, that's fine i'm it just doesn't saying have to be the same
1: you've thing. picked up you've picked you're picking on their lean angle and i'm saying that do you really want to lean any further
0: i don't know man and it's a big you're right it's a big heavy long
1: bike. it's called the cruiser for a reason that's fair is it a little bit sportier? Is it going to have a better feel? The suspension can really play into that. Your lane angle can be greatly reduced based on how your suspension is going to handle. So you may have 31 degrees, but if that tucks up anymore, then you're not going to have that. You're not, it's not a true 31 degree angle, right? Depending on how you're hitting those bumps and you're going to hit something barely off, right? So it could actually still be better in the corners than your Harley that you want to tout. I,
0: and I'm not necessarily touting. You the touted highway. it.
1: You just touted it.
0: I'm just saying that it's the, just, the numbers are it's the same. Just a road guide. The numbers are the same, and okay. that's my only concern. Is this looks remember. like an attempt at matching the current market? Yeah, but, but I think the power they exceeded plan, it. I'd like to see. So I think that, oh, the only way you can tell, man, is we're gonna have to get on both of these.
1: We have to get on both.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to ride a road Somebody class. needs
1: to send us one of each.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, we we'll return it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent? Yeah. We'll return a hundred percent of that bike. Okay. In a couple of boxes. Yes. No. Yeah. No, we'll take care of them. But nonetheless, we'll have to get on them. And I know both dealerships, granted Indian is more a fan of the demo days, mm-hmm. but Harley, you can show up and test ride any road glide you want. Yeah. They'll throw you on a bike. So I think, uh, you know, I think that's, we're all going to have to figure out for ourselves what we think of this. Okay. But if you, if you've got experience, if you know anything about it, let us know. Sure. Throw us, yeah, uh, awesome. drop us a line on, on Facebook. Drop us a line on our email, slackermoto at gmail.com. You can find all of our information through the website, slackermotorradio.com. Yeah. Uh, sorry, slackermoto.com slash radio. Oh. oh. Um, I think you can actually go to slackermotorradio.com too. But nonetheless, check us out. Let us know, uh, what you think. Give us your opinion, especially, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all of our social yeah. media accounts. The one that we're uh, we're pushing hard, everybody knows our our Patreon page. Yeah, we need to start uh, getting some support. Visit for that. it That'd be awesome. if you can support us. We love all the support we yes, can get. Please. Um, we appreciate very much anyone that does. Nonetheless, we hope that uh, that throughout this episode you've gone and taken a look at that challenger. Mm-hmm. Or if not, we're about done. Go ahead and take a look at it. Tell us what you think give uh give your local indian dealer a visit when they do have their next demo days because i guarantee they're going to let you ride one. Oh yeah and uh, if you've got your endorsement you should indian Definitely. does good demo days they do them a couple day de- a couple times a year at least in our neck of the woods yes plenty of chance to get on these bikes and give them a shot and uh, i think it'd be well worth uh, well worth the effort or the the couple of hours it would take mm-hmm. to go try this cool new bike um nonetheless please rate review share with your friends and uh, we hope all of you enjoyed this nice weather. Seems to be, as far as I can tell, it's across the nation. Yeah. Everybody seems to be having great weather. So awesome. Calm Let's enjoy the storm. it. Let's take advantage of yeah. it. Yeah, calm before the storm is probably right. It's going to be a freezing January. Oh. We're all going to be covered in ice, I'm sure. Oh, and yeah. uh, if that's true, don't blame me. Blame Addison, that's for sure.
1: Well, guys, till next time, ride on. Ride <laughs> on.